Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to another podcast in which today I'm joined by Jilly, Gillian Brunton. Uh, Jilly, she likes to be uh, called from a brand point of view and Jilly works in the health and wellness space. She has over or close to 30 years experience as a qualified teacher, fitness enthusiast, behavior change specialist, and she actually holds as a master's in applied human nutrition. In short, Jilly believes in looking at every element of life, the whole person, and her mantra is 1% better daily and encourages better living through balance. And she says here in the quote, we have busy lives, commitments and priorities, and effective change must consider these. My approach is about understanding, self-care, forgiveness, and accepting there is no perfect, but there is a perfect you. It's about you being the best version of you and me supporting you every tiny step of the way, it says here. Uh, I'm reading that, um, not that well off, uh, off the Amazon um, website, which Ginny's got her new book out there, which I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more later on. So forgive me if I stumbled over words there a little bit, but uh, hopefully that gives the listeners a little bit of an intro to you, Julie. So welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for having me. And tell us, is this the first book? Is this a, a book in a, in a series? You know, what's what's this about, the, the book that you've, you've written and, and now launched just, I think, last week, wasn't it? Yes, so it launched on Friday. Mm-hmm. It's basically um, having a very talented publisher who managed to put five <laughs> years of my ramblings into some form of order. Um, so it's set as a 12-week program. So there's there's basically uh-huh. a page or a couple of pages and you can you can view it as days. It'll say day one, day two. So the idea was not to overwhelm people. If, yep. if you're a bookworm and you and you love reading cover to cover, then go for it. But otherwise, yep. just take your time. Um, my, my programs that I offer my clients. So I've always been an educationalist. Yep. I, I would say I'm an educationalist more than a nutritionist now okay. um, because I like people to go away from working with me and really have a good understanding of of the the issues and the solutions. Yeah. It's not my job to keep clients for as long as I possibly can and have them relying on me. So yeah. in good. short, this this book is all of the the best of my um, articles I've written in magazines or um, or programs that I've put together for clients where they've had modules to go through. Great. 
Okay, and we'll talk more about where they can get the book, etc. Later on, but it is the first book. Then I was. Yeah, I can't yeah. even think about a second at the moment because <laughs> it's been a well, whirlwind of chaos. I'm, I'm sure there are many people listening to this who have always wanted to write their first book. And, you know, there, there is so much that gets in our way, isn't it? And, you know, credit to you and a, applause to you for getting over that hurdle and getting that good publisher. You're absolutely right. It's so important to mm-hmm. get that person to help you get get it to where you can actually launch it and publish it. So well well done on getting through that and getting to that point. Congratulations. And you're one of actually just a few, really, is a percentage of people out there who want to write a book. Not many people actually do it and they never do, do they, Sandler? I think if it's if it's your job, it must feel harder. You must feel pressure. Okay. But That's I think, interesting. Yeah, I think it was never my primary focus because working with clients has has you know, generating client leads, converting clients, then working with clients has, has been the way that I've been doing things for so long. Yeah. Whereas um, when, you, when you're writing um, programs or modules for, for clients with a, with a view, so let's say, I have a mo- let's say I have a program on menopause or bone health for people with osteoporosis or weight yeah. management, whatever it might be, you have um, you have a clear goal and you know, you know, roughly how much, sure. how many words you need to write and what that's going to look like. So that every Monday morning or, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they're expecting something to be drip fed into their, yeah. into the app, which has got their program. So in that sense, I feel it, it's probably easier because I, I had to um, go out and research, look at research papers, look at um, current practice, look at holistic practice, and then decide yeah. which bits I'm going to 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 write and put into the program. And then from there, I think it was probably harder to to select what I was right. going to put into this book. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so there's a sequel there, isn't there? Ready just to be no. picked out of the others. <laughs> But we'll, we'll, we'll move on to talk about what we're drinking today then before we yes. get too painful on that. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you're drinking and, and why that particular drink at this particular time of the day. OK, so I am very much a creature of habit. Um, you already mentioned my mantra of one percent better every day. But I also feel like um, when you start the day well, you win the day. So I have a very... I suppose it's strict, disciplined, um, kind of five-step process to how I start my day, which is always, um, it always involves coffee. That's step three. So after 11 o'clock, though, I know how um, my body reacts to caffeine. Um, And you kind of, it's a little, caffeine is a little bit like red wine, where if if you have it at a minimal level, it has a benefit for you. Yep whether that be antioxidants or um, performance, if you were going to the gym or whatever, but it has to be a a small level, which people get confused with. So after 11, essentially I only have decaf um, and I always look for um, caffeine free. So I choose a company and there are other companies out there, raw bean proper coffee, which you have to order online. Uh, It's not expensive compared to some of the the um fight you know it's just over a fiver for for ground um coffee but it doesn't contain any chemicals so a lot of the the decaffeinated coffees will contain chemicals because of the processing 
Um, so that that's my that's my coffee of choice. And usually around, I come back from walking the dogs. So usually about half three, um, four o'clock, I'll I'll have a coffee, okay. a decaf. So, so we've caught you at the perfect coffee time then. Haven't we have we? yes. Good, this is spot on. So that's yes. <laughs> uh, and and you were saying just before we started, you have a drop of sort of dairy substitute in there as well from a milk yes. point of view. Yes. Is, is that by choice, by taste? You know, tell us a little bit about that. Um, oh, this is, this is a, this is a controversial topic. So for me personally, this is the reason I got into nutrition around, uh, 10 years ago, my thought process moved from exercise and physical education, fitness, physical education. I decided, well, it became clear to me that you can't really, um, you can't get quality change in individuals unless you understand nutrition. It's the Mm -hmm. foundation. So it doesn't matter how much people are working out, how much activity, you know, their job, how physical their job is without understanding how to fuel your body um, properly. So not under fuel, not over fuel and look at all of the vitamins and minerals that you also need without understanding that you can't make change. So I went to see a naturopath doctor out in Dubai where I used to live Um Dr. Sean Penny, he, he, him and his twin brother are both doctors. Right. Um, and uh, they did some tests on me because I had really bad joints. And I just put my knee pain down to years of sport. And this is what happens. It catches up with you. Yeah. But actually, it turned out that the protein casein, which is in dairy, doesn't like my knees or my fingers oh, very much. Okay. Um, and I, I was so impressed by the testing process and then the the dietary protocol that he gave me which cut a few things out but mainly dairy and and within three weeks feeling 80 percent better wow so i mean for me it's clinical yeah and i can definitely tell if i have some dairy that you know my hands and stuff might might feel an effect um, but also I understand the industry. I, I, I understand what happens in the dairy industry. So I think if you if you live in Switzerland on a really clean mountain and you have Daisy the cow, your own cow, and she's happily wandering around, you know, munching on yeah. nice pesti- pesticide-free grass and all the rest of it without, you know, having any hormones injected into her or, or anything, then, yeah, I think probably dairy might be okay. But I think yeah. it's farmed heavily. But don't, don't, I mean, I, I remember going to see Tony Robbins uh, many years ago, and I talked about him in, in several podcasts. And the last day was all about nutrition, and 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 he he really was trying to get us to go meat free as well. Yeah, there was a big push for that. Um, but the interesting thing I found from that was that you know we we don't understand how much processing goes into our food. And even when we think we're buying organic and free range, the processing of that still inserts so much into our food chain. And you're right. You know, I I know other people that don't have dairy because of it it flares up their arthritis. Uh, And you're you're only the the sort of of the person outside of that group that said that. But it's it's not necessarily the milk that's wrong. It's not the meat that is wrong. And that's the thing I took away from Tony Robbins and in perspective of what you think about that. It's the, it's the way we as humans process our food, you know, from even from a vegetarian point of view, from the slaughter all the way through, not, none of it is actually that good a process. 
And that's where a lot of the fault lies. Like you say, if you get a nice fresh cow living on, you know, natural grass, doing it the natural way, actually, you probably wouldn't get the flare up. It's probably something in the processing that is causing the, the problems or exaggerating it, certainly the problems. So we do have to look at the way our process food. And it, I love the fact that you've got coffee that's chemical free as well. That's, yeah. that's great as well. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the, the, the protein casing is definitely the, the issue. But going back to what you were saying about, um, you know, we, I never advise. So the, the main question for me is always, which, which is the best diet? There isn't yeah. one. There's 126 different dietary approaches that you could follow. What's good for me and my goals, because the, the yeah. first question has to be, what's the goal? What's the goal of the individual? And not what's the goal that the individual perceives that society, you know, kind of imposes on them. So a lot of people are saying, well, I should lose weight. My doctor said I should lose weight. Okay, well, what do you think? Are you happy the way you are? Yeah. Great. Then the goal is not what your doctor thinks. It's what you're here for. Yeah. So working clinically with people with high blood pressure or high cholesterol or diabetes or cancer remission, whatever it might be, is very different for me because suddenly people have a real clear health focus. So the goal is, is I want to live for longer and I want yeah. quality life now because I've had a shock. That's yeah. usually. But then there's another cohort of people that are coming along to say, well, I should look this way or I should lose weight or I should be doing more exercise or there's no should, you know, you've got, yeah. you've got to get down to the nitty gritty of what's important to you, the values part. And um, because without that, you're, yeah, you're just, you're kind of fumbling around in the dark without a map. Yeah. 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 And you go from one fad to another fad to something else. Don't yeah. you? you just go. Yeah. So is, is there a, a, a particular, you know, you said you have your sort of caffeine coffee in a small in the morning and, and decaf after. Is there a particular favorite coffee that you, if you had choice, if you're going somewhere special or you're treating yourself that you have? Yeah. So actually I had one this morning. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you sound I, uh... very guilty at that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's that, um, it's that kind of imposter syndrome with me still that I, you know, went to meet a friend to take my book and I dropped some books off at a kind of little independent shop. Um, it's almost for me feeling guilty that um, I moved away from the desk, you know, and I went for coffee, mm. which is really naughty yeah. because I should be working. Um, but yeah, I, my friend is a is a doctor, clinical psychologist. So um, for my own sanity and for hers, we usually um, have some, you know, like a meetup session with a coffee yeah. where we are offloading, I suppose, because you take on a lot of people's like energy and especially during COVID, a lot of bad news and a lot of the weight that they're carrying yeah. because it's it's, you know, nutrition really is, I should be a nutritional therapist really, but, um, you know, for a clinical psychologist as well, it's, it's tough at the moment with the yeah. things that are going on in the world. So we meet up and, you know, we don't name names about clients, there's client confidentiality, but we'll, we'll kind of bounce off each other about, you know, what do you think about this? And this client did this yesterday or said that, and it was really tough. And, um, so I had an oat cappuccino, and oat milk cappuccino is my is my coffee of choice if I'm out and about. Ah, okay, mm -hmm. great. Uh, uh, but I think you've you've hit something very very important there, isn't it? Because it doesn't matter whether we're in pandemic times, whether we're wearing 
desperate times or whether we're in good times. You know, we all need somebody like your friend. You know, and I, I, I used to have one. I've mentioned this so many times, you know, and unfortunately he passed away quite a few years ago now. And I've never found anybody to replace him where I can have that open, honest conversation and just talk about work with no judgment, just a pair of ears that will listen to me and perhaps give advice if I need it or chip in if I want it. But generally, you need to have that unloading and that unburdening because I think we all, particularly in you know, my world of coaching and consulting, you know, I've got you know, 20 clients that I probably speak to in a week that have all loaded all their burdens and all their problems on me. And you do need to find a way to actually unload that and, and release that sort of energy that negative energy that you've built up whilst doing that. I mean, I'm so glad that you've got somebody to do that with. How often do you do you meet her? Is it, is it something that's weekly? Is it monthly? Yeah, we used to do it weekly or maybe more than weekly when it was um, when we were in lockdown because our offices are next door to one another. Ah, okay. Um, um, my, I'm using my office less and less and less now because my clients are just choosing to work online. So as a yeah. cost saving exercise for our household, because, you know, yeah. we were hit a little bit financially as well through, through the last, over the last 18 months, it means we don't need, if I'm here, we don't need dog walkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no petrol for me to get over to the office and stuff. So just, it's just seems to have happened that I spend more time at home, but um, I try and build in that balance of, getting out and making sure yeah. that I've got somebody to speak to another one of my like really one of my best friends she's an RTT therapist this right. is rapid transformation therapy yeah. so it builds on NLP and it brings on some um hypnosis and stuff like that so again right. you know we we're able to go for a walk or a dog walk or something and just not vent but yeah <laughs> just, yeah yeah, just exhale, I suppose, and yeah, yeah, let it all out. And, and it is, it is. It, you're absolutely right. It's just that getting it out, isn't it? It doesn't matter where it goes and how it's received, as long as you get it out. It's interesting you say hypnosis there because I've met several hypnotists, whether they're you know uh, therapy based or you know entertainment based, but I've never actually tried hypnosis myself, and I'm not quite sure how I'd feel about it, and I. And I've mentioned this to several people who, you know, uh, do hypnotherapy, et cetera. And none of them have ever said, oh, we'll give it a go. And I don't know if it's because like, oh, well, OK, we'll keep away from him. But, uh, yeah, if anybody's listening to this that wants to have any kind of uh, hypnosis, then, uh, yeah, I'd love yeah. to. I, yeah, I, I'm certified to. So I'm an NLP practitioner. So as part of my um, NLP training, which is probably about eight years ago now, I did the, um, the hypnosis part and I. I was very adamant that the, that the, the, the guy, the coach, the master trainer would not be able to put me into a state of hypnosis. And um, he did, but I was very, I was conscious of what was around me, but it was a very, very relaxed state. Yeah. See, I think I'm, I'd be the opposite. I think I'd be quite easy to go into that hypnotic state. Um, when I was in business, with the construction company, I was struggling to sleep at, at night um, for, for a certain period. And I got a lot going off my head. I just split up for my business partner. And uh, I, I got a CD off of the uh, Times paper. And it was a CD. It was at one of their magazine supplements uh, from Paul McKenna. And it was 30-minute 
of relaxation. And, you know, he basically went through a sort of semi-hypnotic sort of stage on this CD to help you sleep. I never got to the end of it. I was always fast asleep. I never I never heard what, how it finished because I was always <laughs> fast asleep well before then. So I think actually I might be quite easy with that, <laughs> but we'll see. So, so thinking about your, your own business and, you know, you've given us a little bit of an idea and then we'll talk about dogs in a moment as well, because you mentioned dogs two or three times now, <laughs> but what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've been either working on or evolving or fixing in your own business? So at the moment, it's quite interesting. I um, have taken an opportunity, I suppose, to work with Leicestershire, because that's where my office is, is mm. in um, a place called Market Bosworth, which is yeah, Leicestershire. Yeah, well. yeah so Leicestershire um, Business Hub yeah. um, have got support for businesses under 36 months, which is me. Yeah. And so I've been working with a guy. I just had a call with him just before I came on here. Um, and my sticking point, um, I wouldn't say website. I think that that's pretty good. We, we ironed out some niggles on that last week. Um, people visit the website. I've got Google Analytics on there. Um, but once they visit, I don't do anything with them. So it's almost just a, hey, I'm a real business. Here's, mm. here's what's happening rather than, um, more sophisticated kind of tracking tools and then um, automation, you know, to make sure that people who visit then get a follow up and what is it they're looking yeah. for. And I'm also registered on a um, on a site called Bark, where any anyone that does anything that's service based, this is this is my understanding of Bark, can register. So there's dietitians and nutritionists as as a section. Yeah. So if you put a Google search in that you're looking for somebody, then Bark will grab on to, to, to those um, people that are looking, people that are interested. So they're warm leads already, if that makes sense. Yeah. And again, I have um, what's called Zapier, which is a tool that links your softwares. Yeah. So if I buy, because you buy credit on Bark, if I buy a contact, because let's say they've listed that they've got an issue with diabetes and they're in my um, my preferred age range, which would be um, over 40. So if I'm working with that client and I contact them, then their de all of their details that they've registered with Bark will automatically go to a spreadsheet. And then Zapier there again sends them over to MailerLite, which is my newsletter system. And that's all right. I use it for at the moment. But again, I'm missing out because there could be a lot more that happens. So these warm leads um, could be encouraged to make a free consult appointment with me. Um, I'm not doing anything yet with the book. So we've spoken about that today. So a new landing page, maybe, yeah. where... They get a they get a free chapter of the book, um, and then they you know that maybe that entices them then to be sent a second, third, fourth email a few days later with a bit of a delay to say, what did you think? Do you want to buy the book, or would you like to take advantage of a free consult or whatever it might be? Yeah. So, this is what we're looking at at the moment in terms of automating things and then looking at the SEO of the website to try and attract more people and get people um from google you know get me higher yeah. on the, on those search lists because i think without that you the, well certainly in my industry you're competing against massive players we're talking weight watchers slimming world 
Noom, um, a company called Second Nature. They're all doing um, nutrition um, programs for people. And because they're so huge and they've got massive advertising budgets, it's really difficult to to compete against them. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, I went through a similar process that you've mentioned there probably about eight to nine years ago now. So, you know, that follow up and that automation and having that, uh, that that process to do that is absolutely critical. And if anybody's listening and they're sort of tinkering on the edge, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Then absolutely you should. Um, because otherwise there are things that you're doing in your business that you're wasting money because you're taking people to a dead end and then they've got nowhere else to go. And that actually doesn't serve them very well. And it could give you a bad rap rather than a good reputation. So mm. you've got to be careful of that. Um, there's two books that um, I always encourage people to to read. The first one is Purple Cow by Seth Godin, uh, because that's about standing out from the black and white cows. We'll talk about dairy. You know, mm-hmm. As you're driving, you know, going along on the train and you see in the fields either side, you know, suddenly you see the purple cow and that stands out. So, you know, we should all try and do that. Uh, and there's a new book by you know, a friend of mine, Mike Michalowicz, called Get Different, because one of the other things that we can do Jilly is you know if we've got all these people particularly these big brands out there I mean you know, in coaching world you know I compete against the franchises such as action and business doctors and people like that is to stand out and be different and to either have something that you do differently or just tell people what's different about you and the way that you work and and you know how you serve them because very often it's about doing it in a different way that gets different results for them um so yeah definitely worth having having a read of those and while we talk about books let's use this point to talk a little bit more about your book so give us a title of the book and tell the listeners where they can go to get a copy of the book so it's called becoming a better you Mm -hmm. so it's better nutrition by jilly which is my company name and jilly is a g not a not a j or funnily on saturday i went and had a a coffee like from a takeaway place and he asked my name and i said jill and he wrote gel j-e-l so my name is is now gel yeah um but no better nutrition by jilly with a g um and it's on amazon so it reached bestseller in the first 24 hours in eight categories so it should be visible because of that it is visible i can attest to that because i looked at it (laughs) and for some reason which i i don't understand anything about you know putting a book out there but i i made a panic phone call very early this morning to the publisher to say i've just been online and amazon have discounted my book down to £11.97, which would mean, in essence, that I would owe them money per copy. So this is for the paperback, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I'm told that when you've sold so many, they recognise that, you know, it's doing okay. And so they discount it, but it it doesn't affect you. They'll still pay you the same royalty. Ah. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. I didn't realise that. Yeah, I've just I'm just looking now, and uh, yeah, eleven pound eighty, eleven pound eighty four. Oh, okay, eighty four. Yeah. yeah. So I got the shock of my life because in my mind, then anything that I had, the small, because it's such a small margin as an independent author, you hardly make anything. So no. I suppose be realistic. If people are thinking about 
writing a book. You know, it's not kind of J.K. Rowling, you know, eight figures or whatever. It's um, (laughs) well, not until they make a movie out of it anyway. (laughs) You know, I'll be. I'll be lucky if I get my my costs back really for the publisher and everything, but it's, you know, it's not about that. It was more a bucket list thing for me and putting things in order. Uh, Also, I have elderly clients, so it's ideal that they're they're not that techie. They don't want to be looking on an app to read something. It's too small. So to be able to have a physical copy to give them, I think is quite a nice touch. And it's got sections that you can write in. So that for them is is it. So, so there's a workbook feel to it as yes. well. So it's more of a an, an accompaniment to is that the right word to to what your the program you're taking people through as well. Yeah. So it's kind of reflection. So you read a bit and you reflect and think, how does this actually apply to me? Because obviously, without taking any action, you can read everything you want, but what you know, how, what how's that specific to you, and what are you going to do yeah. about it? So. Yeah. Um, and then it's got recipes all the way through as well. So people can kind oh. of scribble over those. And yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the book's on Amazon and yeah. it has to be on Amazon for three months. So I've kind of signed my life away for three months to them. Yeah. Um, I am allowed to buy author copies. So I've taken some of those to some independent bookshops. But for example, um, I, I last week had a conversation with my local Waterstones um, and they don't accept independent authors' books anymore. Yeah. They have to receive them from a distributor. So, wow. for example, my book to print costs just under £9 with Amazon yeah. per copy. With a distributor, it costs £14.50. Wow. Now, you can only have a recommended retail price of so much because you'll just outprice yourself otherwise. Gosh, yeah. So. Yeah, looking at similar books in my category, you're talking about £17 for the thickness of the book and how many pages and the size of the book and whatnot. So essentially, if I had have gone down the distribution route with Waterstones, again, I would owe them money per copy. Wow. So I just don't know how independent authors get going or, you know, survive. And of course, for listeners, if you if you search for the book uh, on Amazon and the link to the book will be in the show notes as well, um, you can get it on Kindle version. So if you do want yes. an electronic version and yeah, I like to have things on my iPad and then scribble over them using one of the the apps that I've got. So you can get it on Kindle as well. That's where I got my version on, on Kindle. So, uh, so that's good. Yeah. So again, um, it was £5.97 on Kindle. It's gone up to £9.97 now. It is, it is but... £9.97, yeah. But there's no knowing what Kindle will do because Amazon and Kindle, same company. Yeah. So, it, yeah. it, you know, they, they might decide in the morning that they're discounting it as well. Yes. And I don't have any <laughs> I don't have any say over that. So. <laughs> so where else can people find you? Then? Oh, so uh, my website um, mm. is www.betternutritionbyjilly.com. Yep. That has about me. Um, my my programs, um, some uh, testimonials, etc., 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 and then my Instagram and Facebook are at Better Nutrition by Jilly. Great. Um, and then I also have a private group uh, for women. So sorry, gents, on Facebook, yep. which is Happy Hormones, Healthy Weight by Jilly. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's for my kind of um, 45 years and above 
female clients that are maybe experiencing some menopausal symptoms or not really sure if they are or not and just want to come on and get a little bit of support there yeah i mean angela my wife is going to kill me if she ever listens to this now so uh, (laughs) listeners you need to lean in a little bit to this but um yeah when when we first got married angela my wife was 23 uh, and we tried for children and unfortunately we have no success and we still haven't got children now which is why we've got dogs um mm-hmm. horses and sheep and all sorts of other things but she actually went through the menopause at the age of 23 mm. and we've been going through some quite interesting conversations with a consultant recently because she wants to come off you know hrt um and one of her worries it just triggered it when you said it there one of her worries and i remember her saying to the consultant just a few weeks ago you know if i come off this hrt and i put a load of weight back on I'm really not going to be happy. I'm going to come back here and we're going to have some crosswords set. Uh, but thankfully it hasn't, you know, actually, if anything, it's, it's been an improvement in, in the balance, but it, it is such a, you know, it's, it's, I think sometimes we make light of it about, oh, you're hormonal or yes, you're just a bit ratty because, you know, and I've had so many years of that. I mean, she's 50. She'll hate me for saying this as well on Friday. She's 53 as well. <laughs> so she's had 30 years since going through the menopause which for a lot of women, actually, they never have that long because they don't go through the menopause until they're in the 50s. So such a long period of time that she's lived with it. I think we're knowing a lot more now. So there are there are about 10% of all women that will go through an early menopause. Yep. Um, so perimenopause can can be up to 10 years before you hit menopause. So the, just in, I think it's really good we talk about this. And it's always like, you know, men try and put their fingers in their ears usually when you start talking. But it's really good just to understand what's happening, yeah. you know, personally and professionally, you know, when, you, yeah. when you're working with women. But menopause is classed if a woman hasn't had a period for more than 12 months. That's the definition of menopause. That's about as sophisticated as it gets. So really, the the kind of like sad thing is that we're all heading towards menopause from the day we have our first ever period. So in some form, we're on the decline. And I was just listening to a podcast today. um, So interesting. It It was about how the medical industry is is um, working towards us um, anti-aging, so internally, not all these like yeah. Botox and everything like yeah. that, and how we're striving towards like living to 120, and, and it won't be long before we do that, and how to reverse right. aging and what aging is and the definition yeah. and all the rest of it. Really interesting. And um, from the age of 44, we basically start, all of us, men and women, yeah. start dying internally. And, you know, what what the cellular organ and DNA. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's it, it's you know, we are we do start to change. So it's just what what will that look like in, in the future and how will that slow down and, you know, what what developments are happening, either pharmaceutical or otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't even know how we got onto this now. This is like Facebook group. <laughs> Facebook group. I told you we'd go off at all different yeah. angles. Yeah. yeah. So this is definitely a first. We've not talked about menopause and uh, periods during a podcast in the no. past. So uh, thank you for bringing that. <laughs> I hope but, people are still it, listening. Yeah. But it is it is so important for, for all of us. And it, you know, it affects our lives and also it affects our businesses as well, doesn't it? You know, 
you know, we we all have to work as individuals with other individuals and understanding how those individuals tick, how they behave, what external factors are influencing them. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's really important to get a grasp of. The, the most, the biggest symptoms, so there are 34 symptoms of menopause. The biggest symptom is fatigue and uh, sleep disruption. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know about sleep, uh, there's a great book by Matt Walker, Why We Sleep. Okay. It will blow your mind as to what happens when you don't have consistent sleep. Right. Um, I, I, I always recommend that book. It's like, because sleep is probably as or more important than nutrition. Really? So forget everything else in your life. If you're not sleeping consistently, then, you know, you're, you're basically, you can take 10 years off your life by not sleeping well. Wow. So, if you're going through the menopause and you're up and your sleep is disrupted um, and you, you're hot, you know, at night and, and whatnot, then your quality of life starts to suffer the next day yeah. and you're, um, you can't concentrate, you get brain fog, you make um, your choices of food change because your body just goes into survival and wants um, high energy, high sugar foods. So it's not just that people are greedy. It's because, you know, hormonally, we're, uh, hormones drive how we eat. So you have to understand the endocrine system as a nutritionist. So if your hunger and your fullness hormones are changing and your insulin, which is your glucose um, regulator, is changing and your adrenaline and your cortisol are changing and all of these, along with your sex hormones, are kind of like in a big mix. And if everything's affected then you just can't function. You can't concentrate. You don't feel social. You know, you make poor choices. You yeah. might gain more weight. And all of these really negative things start happening. Um, and interestingly, you know, not just HRT, but even supplements can be one of three things. They can be pharmaceutical synthetic. Yeah. They can be a mix between plant and synthetic. And then they can be plant. And more and more and more HRT now, and especially if you go to a private specialist, is plant-based. Plant-based, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, we were surprised at that. We didn't realize Yeah, so that. it's, it, it's you know, it's it's more, there's, there's more women that develop cancer through alcohol now. Yeah. That's the biggest trend than there is from women who are on HRT. Wow. Way more, yeah. way more through alcohol. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there we have it, a nutrition masterclass. And if we need to know more, <laughs> we can obviously get the book on Amazon. Just give us the title yeah. of the book again. So Better Nutrition by Jilly and Becoming a Better You. Great. And the website that we can go and have a look yeah. at? Yeah, betternutritionbyjilly.com. Perfect. And on Facebook and Instagram at Better by Jilly. Better Nutrition by Jilly. Better, better Nutrition by Jelly. Jelly. Yeah. Oh, jelly. Well, well, see, it's jelly, isn't it? It's jelly it's now, a, yeah. Jelly, yeah. Yeah, you, you said <laughs> it now. Can't take it back. So, Jilly, if you can give us, uh, as, as listeners, and also a tip for, for me, you know, as, as somebody who wants to take something away, a tip or a lesson, what could you give us today to, to take away from this podcast? A lesson in business or a lesson in nutrition and health? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> a lesson in business, and I have made a lot of mistakes, is 
really nail down what makes you tick. So I've fallen into the trap a lot over the last two years of, again, this society should, what I should be doing with my business and all the rest of it. And I realized that it took me away from the things that I really, really liked. And if there's something that you really dislike or you don't understand and you can afford to farm it out to a professional, then do it. Because the time and energy that you save is, yeah, it's invaluable. So for me, marketing and social media, I really don't enjoy it. I farm it out. Yeah. First thing I got rid of, social media. I don't have to have an understanding and I have to be at hand, but um, there are people that do it a lot better and a lot more professionally and they enjoy doing it. I just don't enjoy anything about it. I would come off it all completely if I could. See, I love the the engagement part of social media, but, you know, I mean, that's why I'm sewing all of you for a book. But, you know, I don't enjoy writing. Uh, you know, I cheated with my book a little bit because I got a ghostwriter. So I had all the ideas, all the topics, did a lot of talking. And then the ghostwriter went away and actually put the book together. Um, so I don't like writing the content for social media. So I love chatting to people on social media. So that's the first thing I sort of uh, outsourced was that that doing of the content on social media. Definitely. So that's a great tip. Mm. What, what about nutrition then? What can you give us as a tip for nutrition? So... Nutrition shouldn't be hard, but there's a lot to understand and it's ever changing. So if you want to kind of go to Dr. Google yourself or Mm -hmm. you go and see a personal trainer or, you know, somebody that um, is offering nutritional services, make sure they're registered. Ah, so my I didn't even realize it was a registry. Yeah, there's a we're on the Association for Nutrition's register. And dietitians are on the British Dietetic Association register. Both of those registers can be found on the NHS website and they'll have a link and you can put my surname in or find a nutritionist near you and it'll put location. And there's a there's a there's a five digit number for for associate nutritionists are those who are newly qualified. And then once you've been practicing for three years or over and you have to produce a lot of evidence, it's like jumping through hoops, but then you can become a registered nutritionist. So we're hoping to get chartered status soon as well. But um, for now, just make sure the person is qualified because what's been happening and it's starting to get regulated now is that what might happen for someone, let's say a personal trainer, they've, they've done a dietary approach, it worked for them, and then they start prescribing it to everybody. And there's a lot of harm that can be done. And so we spoke about um, hormones, but thyroid in particular with dieting and yo-yo dieting is a big issue. And once your thyroid suffers, it's hard to get it back. Yeah, yeah. So I would say always check. I mean, you wouldn't take your car to your dentist and say, give my car an an MOT, you know, just check that the person is, is registered and qualified. Um. You know, people can ask me if they're not sure and they can ask me for the information of where to find links and, and who to go to. And also that it's like buying shoes. It's about developing a personal relationship with somebody. You don't just go and buy the first pair of shoes that you see. You go around, you have a conversation, you have a look, you like the color, you know, you try them on, you like the fit. So it's important that you work with somebody that understands you and can work with you. Yeah. Good advice. Thank you. So, so a business tip and a nutritionist tip. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. So yes. just before we go on to the final question to wrap this up, then 
you've mentioned a couple of times walking dogs. Uh, yeah, we've we've got two dogs at home. We've got a Border Collie and a Bordenese, which is a Border Collie cross with a Bernese Mountain Dog. Which wow, huge. Yeah, it's a strange mix. We we thought we were going to get the calm of the Bernese Mountain Dog with the intelligence of the Border Collie. Instead, we got the energy of the Border Collie with the size and the strength of Bernese Mountain Dog, which is uh, it's interesting, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Um, but tell us a little bit about your dogs then. What, what okay. have you got? So my my little dog, who's who's in with me at the moment, she actually has her own desk in the office. Right. She's um she's Spanish. She's yep. a cross between, we believe, I'll yep. make sure that she's asleep and her ears are yep. closed, between um, a, a Valencian terrier, which is called a ratonero because they're used on the farms to chase rats and, and vermin. They look like a miniature pincer. They usually okay. have the ears up. They look quite fierce, you know, yeah. very strong dog. Um, crossed with a chihuahua. Okay. So she she That's has a little interesting mix. She has a little um she has a beautiful little face and her ears flop down because she's lost that. Um but somebody threw her out of a car as a puppy and Ooh. I found her. So she's my little Spanish princess now. Her name's Paula because right. as I was out for a run one morning when I found her she tried to run with me. So she's <laughs> she's the Spanish Paula Radcliffe ah great great yeah. story yeah. <laughs> and then we've got a border collie he's actually yeah. my my partner's dog he's 12 now with the energy of a two-year-old i've never known like collies are incredible you'll know yeah. when they run they're so powerful and strong and fast yeah. um, and he still thinks that he's you know a puppy yeah. um You've got to be careful with them. I don't know. I, I didn't know much about border collies. They're very obedient and and so you can train them so well. Definitely. But they've got a side to them. And if and they like to maintain, well, ours likes to maintain order. So I did read, you know, you've got to be careful with them around kids and stuff, because when kids start playing up, they will nip them to. Yeah. So he's, he, he doesn't like other dogs. He doesn't think he's a dog. So he doesn't like other dogs. So we keep him well away. But he never approaches any dogs or causes any yeah. trouble. But if they come up to him, I'm always a little bit wary. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. Tom, the border collie that we lost uh, earlier this year, who was 14 when he passed away. And he, yeah, he's had dodgy hips for a while. He took about running. The guy that we got him off, he was a year old when we had him. But he was a year old. And this guy was taking him on marathons with him. And that's not healthy for a dog whose bones are still developing, running mm. 26 miles. So he's always had hip problems and joint problems. And unfortunately, that got the better of him. Uh, but he didn't like other dogs. Jerry, because we've got Tom and Jerry, because one's black and white, <laughs> one's brown and white. Jerry, the brown and white one, uh, he's got a double heart murmur. Um, and the vet told us he wouldn't live beyond five. He's now 13. And like you said, he is like a little dynamo. He goes and goes and goes and goes. He's got so much energy. And they'll he'll go out for a walk. He'll walk six seven mile and then he'll come back and want to play with the ball just doesn't want to stop but he he actually does now take some rest he does sort of at night time he, he he doesn't want to be on the go he does rest but when he does get going yeah he's got the energy of, of the two-year-old definitely yeah we we have to enforce rest on on oscar otherwise he would yeah. just just keep going yeah. but the funny thing is that oscar doesn't like other dogs but little paula came along totally imposed herself 
got in his yep. bed, pushed him off his food. He has never, ever snapped at her or, you know, he, they play. I think Oscar, he he hadn't been socialised properly. He came from a farm yeah. and he he tries to play with her. You know, it's they have a yeah, nice yeah. relationship. They, um, But I don't know why she was accepted into, you know, his space. And yeah, she's a little bully. She's a little bully. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, there's a whole topic for another podcast there. Because I, I can talk we, about the way our dogs behave with each other. And there's yeah some really strange behaviours go off, isn't there? but yeah so thank you for giving us that insight in, into the dogs as well uh, and I love the Paula Ratcliffe thing I mean that's, that's amazing thing. so if you were to have your your next coffee whether it be you know full-blown coffee or, or decaf chemical free if you're going to have it when is it going to be and where well I mean I always have one in the house so okay. you know I have my morning ritual um and my coffee step three um, and then on Friday, I've agreed to meet um, an ex-client um, for a coffee. So, yeah, I will see her at lunchtime and go up to a, one of the nice little independent cafes that are around about the, the villages here yeah. and meet her for my OT cappuccino. Great. Well, that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, you've shared so much with us and we've had such a good chat. I've got you know sheets of notes to to get some content from as well. So thank you very much. Listeners, make sure you reach out, grab a copy of uh, Jilly's book as well, whether it's hard copy or Kindle version. Um, make sure you grab a copy of that. And of course, check out the website and get some great, great tips and some advice. And of course, I'm sure you'd be happy to have a consult with somebody who's uh, interested in knowing a little bit more about how you can yeah. help them with their nutrition book, as well. Book that on the website, the free consults are there for, for people to take advantage of. And um, from the Kindle version, I think actually you can click direct links into like free consult, but yeah. um, the, the the paperback makes a nice Christmas present. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as, you, as you said, it's a coffee table book, isn't book. it? Yeah, yes. yeah, it's quite good for that. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for being a guest. Thank you for sharing so much so freely. And listeners, the only thing is to make sure that you do something with it. So thank you very much, Jillis. Really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you be better educated, more aware. And I think we've done quite a lot of awareness. I think we've covered an awful lot to make us think about where we are what we should be thinking about, what we should be considering both in our businesses and in our nutrition as well. And of course, as I said, the thing now is to go out and do something with what you've heard. And if you have learned something, if you have a result, then please let us know, leave us a, a review, leave a comment. And I'm sure both of us, both Julie and I would be absolutely over the moon to know that what we've talked about today has made a difference in your business and in your life. And that's what we can ask for. Uh, and that would really serve us if you would if you do that so i really look forward to having you on the next podcast bye for now thank you for listening don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business do get in touch with simon and to discover what your business needs you to fix next visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and simon would love you to rate and review the show too thank you